0: The source of truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms one hundred nineteen, one hundred five says, "Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path." Well good morning. Welcome back my friends to the source of truth podcast and thank you for joining us for another day Uh, when we spend some time in God's word together again I want to commend you uh, for taking a part of your day uh, to be in the word of God to study and I greatly appreciate you letting me uh, be part of your day. Uh, Whether you're watching this live or archived later or listening to this on an audio podcast at some point, uh, we just greatly appreciate the privilege to be part of your day and hope this is an encouragement. Hope it inspires you in your walk with God. We're in Psalm chapter 71 again this morning as we continue slowly working through this chapter and we're going to continue to see a little bit of what david is describing and more than just what david's describing but how his his communication and his concerns or his prayers very much fit exactly what we go through. One of the things that I love about studying scripture like this, and one of the things you get to, you get a little more into know David, his the thinking of David, the heart of David, the battles, the discouragements the, the of David, is you get to realize that when we study scripture, and we study people like Abraham, and Moses, and Peter, and Paul, and, and all the different human characters, not necessarily Jesus, it's a little different than Jesus, but all the other ones, we see that while God did great things in their lives, they themselves were human. They themselves were normal. They're just like us. Uh, they had their failures, they had their successes, and yet uh, when they were willing and submissive to be used by god well then god did some pretty amazing things in their lives and that's one of the things i want us to focus on is that when you study scripture it's easy for us to say man i could never be like moses never be like david and please understand our job and our and our desire should not be to be like a character in scripture please understand i think as we study scripture you can find different people in scripture that remind you of you uh, you might think you've, you know, Paul's imp- Peter was impulsive and kind of always stuck his foot in his mouth, shall we say, so you could, I could find that, or you'd find others who are a little more quiet in the background. You can find someone in Scripture who had the same strengths, weaknesses as you, and yet God still used them. And I think that's one of the great attributes of studying scriptures, to find that God just uses average, ordinary people who are surrendered to him. And David was just like that. And so we're going to look at something that David said in a time of weakness. And and as he he does focus his attention on thanking God, on praising God and worshiping God, but yet he understands the circumstances he's in. And I believe it's in this study that we can see some of the exact, we we can find ourselves and we can relate with David. I'm going to go to the, Uh, towards one of the end of the verses we're going to look at and give you his premise of what he establishes and then we'll build up to it. We're going to start in verse 9 in a second, but let's go down to verse 16. David said in verse 16, I will go in the strength of of the lord of god the lord god i will make mention of thy righteousness even of thine only he says i will go on the strength of the lord what we're going to acknowledge and we'll walk we'll down the details in a second is that when we go and we walk and we we serve the lord and we want god to move in our life we must remember that the christian life was not was never designed to be generated by our own strength our own ability it has to be done through the power and the working of the holy spirit in our lives we must recognize that we must acknowledge that and we must accept it remember he says he that hath begun a good work and you will perform it until the day of jesus christ So jesus returns he's constantly working in your life to make you more like jesus who we want to be like uh, and so when he says this he goes i will go i can't go in my own strength i'm going to go in the strength of the lord so let's go back a few verses and evaluate as he builds up to this comment some things david says he says in verse 9 cast me not off in the time of my old age Forsake me not when my strength is faileth. So he says, God, please don't fail me. Don't forsake me when I, I'm just too old. I'm just too tired. Now, interestingly enough, one of the things I love about this passage is we get to see a little bit of what David is saying, even though we know that what David is saying won't happen. For instance, he says in verse nine, cast me not off in the time of my old age, forsake me not. You know that God has promised he will never leave us nor forsake us. He made those promises to Israel. He made those promises to David. David knew that. So David wasn't necessarily stating something that theologically he knew could be possible. David was just stating personal frustrations, discouragements in his own heart. And he says, Lord, I'm old. I'm tired at this point. I think he had been done chasing, you know, Abel had been going, Absalom had been going after him. He had been reinstated as king, but he still has a lot of enemies. He's tired. He says, Lord, it's kind of a phrase I heard once said that I think, fits. You ever been to the point where you're so tired? It's it's kind of the tired you can't sleep off. You're consumed with the world. You're overwhelmed with the emotion. You just can't sleep it off. And he says, Lord, please, I case Lord, I struggle. I can't do much for you right now. I'm emotionally exhausted right now, but please don't forsake me. We can think that. We can easily come to the point and say, Lord, I know you love me when I'm doing, but will you love me when I just can't right now? And there's a difference, by the way, between I won't and I can't. So please understand that difference. But David's saying, I'm older. I can't do what I did when I'm younger. And I'm just I'm tired with, from life. And he, One of the things I love about this, we know that God will never forsake us. But we see David honestly just stating a fact. And, but we also know that God will never leave us nor forsake us. And so David's just stating an honest concern in his heart. But what a great reminder that he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And his love for us, his acceptance for us, is not based upon what we can do. It's based upon what we're allowing him to do through us. Now, his love for us isn't his work in us. His love and acceptance for us will never change. How he will use us in life is based upon our willingness just to let him. That's really all it comes down to. So God is good and God is always there to help us even when we feel just too weak and tired to do. But he also says that God is there and God's not gonna leave us even when other people insist he does. Verse 10, he says, My enemies speak against me. And they that lay wait for my soul take counsel together, saying, God hath forsaken him, persecute and take him, for there is none to deliver him. He says, O oh God, be not far from me, O oh my God, help, make haste for my help. So he says that my enemies are stating, and my discouragement, and all these things, obviously God has forsaken, so the enemies trying to convince them i think convince themselves but convince david hey you're done your god has forsaken you you did what you thought was right and look where you are and i think a lot of times many of us could find ourselves in that situation we're convinced we're right and probably in many occasions if in most of them we were right but yet we think we get this idea that if we do right we are right that god will that everything's perfect that, that our life will be great and sometimes when we do right it seems like things get worse well, god's teaching us you know there's a phrase that warren rearsby uses a faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted think about elijah he goes to Ahab. and he has his trust he had to go in obedience so his faith was tested through obedience and then it was through trust because now, for this time of famine that he established, that he said in obedience to God, to King Ahab, he was hiding. He's sitting by the brick Cherith for a portion of it, and he's watching the water dissipate and disappear, and he's nothing he can do, because he knows there's many more years before this famine's over, and then God sends him to the widow. We see all of this faith established in, was seen by obedience, or the faith was seen by trust. God, I don't understand what's going on. Elijah obeyed and yet situation for him seemed to get worse and more dire. Yet God was still actively and Then you see God do amazing things for him in the top of Mount Carmel. That's, that's what God can do sometimes. We obey, we do right, and then it seems like what's going on. Because God, want, God wants us to put his trust in him and what he's doing, not in just our circumstances. So we trust, you know, there's going to be people in your life who are gonna say, give up, quit, don't, it's not worth it. Trust in God, don't trust in the critics. Don't, don't be affected by the cynics and the critics. He says in verse 18, Lord, here's what I pray. Let them, let the critics, let my enemies, let them be confounded and consumed that are adversaries to my soul. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor that seek my hurt. He said, Lord, let them be embarrassed. Let them sit back and say, wait a minute. So at first, and what happens is God allows them to think this is truly not good. This is, you know, I've won or he's failed, you know, whatever, ha ha, whatever your enemy or a cynic would want to say. At some point, God's going to move in a way where the enemy sits back and says, oh okay? God doesn't move right away. Don't worry about it. God, let God take care of that. It's not easy. So when we keep our trust in him, God will take care of those circumstances. We need to put our trust in him for ourselves. So what does David said in finishing? He says in verse 14, he says, "Listen, I, I know I'm tired. I know my enemies are saying these things, so what am I going to do? He makes a conscious choice in the midst of his fatigue, in the midst of the voices of his enemies. He says this in verse 14, I will hope continually... I will praise thee more and more. My mouth shall show forth thy righteousness and thy salvation all the day, for I know not the numbers thereof. Verse 16, I will go in the strength of the Lord. He said, I'm going to choose this, and I'm going to go, not my strength, because it's really, I don't have a lot of strength for this. I will go in the strength of the Lord. And it's through that that I will trust, that I can move forward. I can't control my circumstances, and dare I say, I rarely understand my circumstances. God does, he's in control, and I will trust in him. You know, if my trust is in Jesus, my strength is in him, my foundation will not change. You know, in James, God talks about the idea that I cannot be somebody who's driven with the wind and tossed. He said, uh, I, I cannot be a double-minded man. I, and double-minded man basically means that God has established this is what's happening. I will trust in God and I will not be swayed by people's opinions and other things. Now, I'm in the word of God. I'm making sure I'm right with God. But I'm going to stand firm. On where God is. If I know I'm right with God and God is not trying to get me to change and just stand strong, stand firm. Like James says, I'm not going to be a double-minded man. This Lord, this is who you have. This is where you're leading me. I'm going to stay on it and everything's going to come and go. I'm going to follow you. And that's who. Hopefully we're following him. Not our opinion, not what we want, but him. And if we're doing that, there's a confidence in that. May we stand firm in him. And that foundation will not change as long as it is in Jesus. And may that be. Number one, if you've never been saved, foundation's not found in religion. Foundation is not found in church. It's found in Jesus. Now, I believe church is important. I believe doing great things for God is important. It's vital. It's commanded by God. But Those things will not get you to heaven. Those things are a man-made structure. You need to get to Jesus first and then. Don't don't go backwards. Don't go to these things and works and religion hoping to find Jesus. Find Jesus and let him guide you to those things. That's the change. It'll change your whole perspective on these things. And that's where you can find a foundation, a relationship that we see David describing here that's real, it's transparent and honest, that we see God working in a way that this man-made religion just can't offer. Thank you for the opportunity you've given to us, given to me to be part of your day. I hope it's an encouragement to you. If there's any time we can answer questions for you, we'd love to be able to do that. Uh, if you want to call us, uh, you can go to our website at bensalembaptist.org. Our church phone is on there. I'm in office most every day uh, throughout the week until about 4. Love the opportunity to speak to you if I can. Leave a message and I'll call you back or use our website to communicate questions to us. We'd love a chance to answer questions we have and maybe be an encouragement for you. If nothing else, pray for you. Thank you for the opportunity to be part of your day. Hope you have a great weekend and we look forward to seeing you again on Monday.